0: Greetings d people and welcome back to our second one shot of Improv Madness, a 5e actual play podcast where no one knows who they're playing or what's going to happen, especially not me. My name is Emma and I am your DM for this wacky adventure that you're about to take with us. Uh, This is a character creation episode, which means that we'll be using some homemade tables to randomly generate the characters that our amazing cast will be playing in our next episode. And speaking of, let's introduce our first cast member for the evening, shall we? So here we have our first player of the evening who is going to help us decide quite a few things about how this game is going to go. Tyler, would you like to please introduce yourself to everyone?
1: Hello! You've given me quite a lot of power, and we'll see how that goes. But greetings! My name is Tyler. Uh, I also go by Callie, so you may hear or see, depending, uh, that name popping up a few times. But I have been asked to join on this wonderful and chaotic project. I have known Emma probably the least out of everyone who will be joining in today's session, but even so, that may give me an advantage in terms of how chaotic things can get, because there's that level of unpredictability.
0: Oh yes. And I am still trying to figure Tyler out as a player most of the time, because even though we've played a couple games together, there's quite a difference between a lot of the different characters that he's shown up with thus far.
1: (laughs) I like to keep you guessing.
0: Oh, yes. And keep us guessing you have. But for now, we're going to have you roll a couple things, Tyler, to get us moving here. So, first things first, you have been given the wonderful responsibility of uh, deciding the level of our characters for this evening because you are going first. Goody. So, roll me a straight d20.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) So that is a 19, ladies and gentlemen, so this is going to be a rather high-level one-shot to start us off this evening. of elements to character creation after this which will be fun (laughs) Are, are you regretting this role tyler
1: not one bit this is just the first step in the chaos that i seek to sow in today's session
0: indeed and i'm gonna let you sow even more chaos by rolling me another d20 to help the party decide how they've met okay Because obviously, as level 19 characters, you would have known each other for a while at this point. Four. So, in the past, and I'll tell everyone this as they come in. So, what you rolled is, in the past, you were all hired for the same job, but by different people. Ooh. And that's how you originally came together as a party. So, as you all build your characters, feel free to kind of discuss how that fits into the narrative a little bit. But, on that note, let's move... To creating the character, shall we? All right. So with that, um, we're going to go over to the player tables for this. So to start off, I need you to uh, enroll 20, of course, because obviously there is not a physical dice for this. Roll me a d31 to decide your race.
1: I rolled a 25.
0: 25? You are a deep gnome. Oh. Think like a drow, but for gnomes.
1: I have dark vision.
0: Indeed, you do.
1: The one thing I remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is definitely gonna be a fun one. Now, for your class, I need you to roll me a D seventy three. Thirty seven. All righty. That is a draconic bloodline sorcerer, and um, the subtype for that is black. So you'll take for your breath weapon the um, black dragon ancestry. Okay. Alrighty, and then I will need you to go ahead and roll me a d25 for your background.
1: Oh, we're getting to the fun part now. Yeah. Again with a four.
0: <laughs> that seems to be your favorite number for this evening.
1: As long as it's not on any important roles, I'm okay.
0: Indeed. But your background is an entertainer.
1: Oh, <laughs> All right. This will be good.
0: I am concerned by that evil laugh. I don't think I've ever heard you laugh like that.
1: (laughs) Well, you be prepared for many more such laughs, because this is going to be so much fun.
0: Oh no. I'm scared. Okay. So, as a sorcerer, I think you have a limited number of proficiencies with weapons and such.
1: The man always keeping me down.
0: Yes. So you have five weapons that you're proficient with. So go ahead and roll me a d5. Three! Your weapon is a sling. Uh,
1: Okay. That's going to be very interesting. Okay.
0: That is definitely an interesting one. And for this, because you rolled such a high level, you get (laughs) a legendary magic item, which is definitely going to be fun because these, these are the crazy items. All right. Roll me a d51. Okay. (laughs) Three. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Okay. You get the armor of invulnerability. Oh,
1: do tell.
0: You have resistance to non-magical damage while you wear this armor. Additionally, you can use an action to make yourself immune to non-magical damage for 10 minutes or until you are no longer wearing the armor. Once this special action is used, it can't be used again until the next dawn.
1: Well, I feel like that's going to be just fine. (laughs) For all intents and purposes. Oh, this'll be great. This'll be fun.
0: Well, I did say I was giving you the fun items, so...
1: Yep, you heard it first, dear listeners.
0: Alrighty, but that's uh, everything for you, good sir. Any fun ideas for your backstory before you go?
1: Oh, well, I mean, it's really going to depend on what job we were all hired for. But you now, if I'm a traveling entertainer, <laughs> we were all hired for a noble's birthday party for a variety of reasons, either for training individuals, security detail whether it be also like parlor tricks, whatever. This is just a thought, you know, I'm an entertainer. I'm, I just so happen to have some very interesting tools and skills. I don't know. We'll kind of see where we find consensus with what it is that we were hired for. But I'm an entertainer, so I have a lot of options, I think, to just kind of go with it. So this will be fun. Uh,
0: oh, definitely. You
1: have given me chaos incarnate and you will reap what you sow
0: oh i absolutely will and i cannot wait so we will see you in a minute tyler but i am going to move on to the next person and we now introduce our second player who you may remember from our first session jeremy
2: (laughs) yeah let's get it going what's up bitches this is nob and this is jeremy
0: oh boy nob what are you doing here (laughs)
2: I'm looking to fuck some shit up. Oh, that's right. You don't have goblins in your improv madness.
0: (laughs) It's not that I don't like goblins, Nob. It's that I don't have the right books. I'm working on it.
2: (laughs) All joking aside. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's knock this shit out.
0: Indeed. And so to inform you of the wonderful um, things that Tyler rolled previously, we're playing level 19 characters tonight.
2: Ooh, baby. Level 19. where do we meet?
0: So the exact prompt was you were all hired for the same job by different people. And Tyler elaborated on it and decided that you were all hired for a nobles party in some capacity or another. Hmm. That capacity is up to you. But in the meantime, let's get to rolling your character.
2: I'll be some nobles floozy.
0: Oh boy. (laughs) Go from squire to floozy.
2: (laughs) Yes, darling, of course.
0: Roll me a d31, please, for your race.
2: That'd be a 20.
0: Alrighty, you are playing a rock gnome, good sir.
2: Perfect. Scanlan 2.0, here we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god.
2: (laughs) Come on, roll me that bard.
0: Well, roll me a d73 and we'll find out if that's what you're playing. 18. You are a circle of the land grasslands druid.
2: Okay.
0: Now, d25 for your background. 11. Your background is a sailor. Okay. Shouldn't be too hard.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. For all you listeners, just so you know. I recently got out of the Navy, so.
0: Anyways, um, what are your proficiencies with weapons as a druid?
2: Should be like sticks and simple weapons. And claws. Definitely claws.
0: Of course, it's all super specific. So roll me a d10, sir. Three. Your weapon of choice for this is darts.
2: Excellent. I'm going to be a dart-throwing octopus man.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> Again, what have I done? <laughs> because now you get a legendary magic item because you're super high level. Dope. So we're going for the all the really fun items tonight. Roll me a d51. All
2: right. Just so you know, Emma, whatever I get, I'm going to build my whole character around. Oh, boy. 24.
0: You got a ring of genie summoning.
2: My God, that is not an item you need to give a player.
0: So for the listeners, I'm going to read this off uh, also for my knowledge so that I know what the fuck I'm going up against. While wearing this ring, you can speak its command word as an action to summon a particular genie from the elemental plane of air. The genie appears in an unoccupied space you choose within 120 feet of you. It remains as long as you concentrate, as if concentrating on a spell, to a maximum of one hour or until it drops to zero hit points. It then returns to its home plane. Well summoned, the genie is friendly to you and your companions. It obeys any command you give it, no matter what language you use. If you fail to command it, the genie defends itself against attackers, but takes no other action. After the genie departs, it can't be summoned again for 24 hours, and the ring becomes non-magical if the genie dies. These are turning out to be some very interesting items, and we've only gone through two of them.
2: (laughs) Excellent.
0: Okay, Jeremy. Before I let you go, especially since... You said that you're basing your entire character around this item now. Tell us what some of your initial ideas are, what's going through your head for this character, based on what you got.
2: So, I am now thinking of being some pub-crawling druid that likes to play music and have a genie dance for him. And he's gonna act as my bouncer, for the most part. I'm gonna play kind of like a rogue-ish personality, who sleeps on the grass. Because he's homeless as fuck.
0: Okay. This will definitely be a departure from Salazar the Squire.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is going to be fun. Oh, yes. Because I'm probably not going to take any spell that's not flashy in some some way, shape, or form.
0: Oh, boy. Well, I will look forward to seeing this character in all of its playable glory once we come to the one shot. (laughs) But for now, we will move on to the next person. Alrighty, and we are back with player number three, someone you also might recognize from last session, Rosie!
3: Hello, I'm back. I really wanted to try to prank you, Emma, and go with, you know, the uh, whole Con- Chronicles of Kriath opening that you you usually do, because I've heard it for so long that I, was, I, can, I have it memorized, so anyways.
0: I mean, that's what an intro's for, except for in this case, because no one knows what happens here. <laughs> All right, the first
3: thing I'm going to ask you, this is probably off of protocol and off of what we usually do. How, what fucking level are we? We're level 19. Fuck me. I, I, I was like, I swear to God, if we're ro- level 20, I'm going to lose it. We're not level 20, but I'm still losing it. I'm going to say these two things before I start rolling. I swear to God, if I play a dwarf or an elf of any kind. And I swear to God, (laughs) if I play a mage, (laughs) I gotta gotta list all those spells.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry, but the dice will do what they will do.
3: Motherfuckers, all right.
0: We also rolled on the how we met table. So the how we met that has been decided is you all met because you were hired for the same job by different people. And Tyler expanded on it and decided that you were all hired for a nobles' party of some kind. So we were schmoozing
3: each other, and then danger happened, and now we're suddenly all chasing the same damn thing. And, well, I guess, you know, it worked out. We got paid and may as well
0: work together or
3: something. We'll we'll figure it out. It's
0: fine. Yep. Indeed you will. But for now, I need you to roll me a d31 to decide what you're playing today.
3: D31, 17.
0: You're playing a silver dragonborn.
3: Okay, not my first silver dragonborn. Cool. All right, what is
0: next? I need a D73 for your class, please. All A nine. You are playing a light domain cleric. That kind of fits. Okay. Finally, we have a cleric on this show.
3: I don't like clerics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course you don't.
3: At least it's a light cleric, it's fine No, listen, listen, any M- any MMORPG and stuff Me and Mal are usually the clerics And we're tired of it
0: I don't know if she is, but I am Got it Well, hopefully you won't get tired of this cleric I hope not Roll me a d25 for your background 11 You are a sailor Now that don't fit <laughs> <laughs> Alright Clerics have proficiency in what type of weapons? Uh, I-I-I-I don't know. Marshals, I hope? Simple weapons. (laughs) Fuck. Roll me a d14. Four. Your weapon of choice is a hand axe. That's not bad, I guess. I could cut some firewood. You could. You could also chop some heads. And here comes the fun part, the magic item, because now that you're all such high level, You get legendary magic items. Oh boy! Roll me a d51. 15.
3: I've gotten some really low numbers, holy crap. Oh no!
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna read it to you, because- Tell
3: me me what the item is, so I can also look it up real quick, because we get to decide if we re-roll or not, right? Yes, you do. I've never gotten to, like, enjoy items before, and
0: sometimes I forget I have them. Okay, the item you got is called the Horn of Valhalla, but it's the iron one. It's an iron horn, okay. Yeah, so there's four different types for it. There's silver, brass, bronze, and iron. Okay, I'm going to read this out loud for the listeners. So, for the Horn of Valhalla, you can use an action to blow this horn. In response, warrior spirits from the plane of Isgard appear within 60 feet of you. These spirits use the Berserker statistics from the Monster Manual. They return to Isgard after one hour or when they drop to zero hit points. Once you use the horn, it can't be used again until seven days have passed. Four types of Horn of Valhalla are known to exist, each made of different material. The Horn's type determines how many Berserkers answer its summons, as well as the requirements for its use. The DM chooses the Horn's type or determines it randomly. So you got the Iron one, which means you can summon 5d4 plus 5 Berserkers. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. The requirement is proficiency with all martial weapons. And it says, if you blow the horn without meeting its requirement, the summons berserkers attack you. If you meet the requirement, they are friendly to you and your companions and follow your commands. You can just TPK the whole team?
3: (laughs) I can't use it.
0: Yeah. So that's
3: disappointing. I was like, oh my god, I can just, here's the boss. And then here comes all the Skyrim adventures <laughs> that I've ever played and, pow, pow, you know, you know, and then, all right, thank you, Rosie. Have a good day. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks. And they run off. We all run into the sunset, trotting, you know, skipping la, la 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 holding hands into the sunset. No longer. Okay.
0: Probably not. Okay. I, I'm going to re-roll. I'm going to have to. Okay. So roll me another d51. Please be good. Six. Keep <laughs> <laughs> it low. You get a cloak of invisibility.
3: Oh, okay. I'm Harry Potter now. That's a sailor.
0: Sailor Harry Potter. Wonderful. Anyway, Miss Rosie. Ha. Now that you have everything chosen, what are your initial thoughts?
3: It's absolutely fucking bug us. I don't know if I like it. I might use that voice. I don't know. I'm pretty awful at it. I will say everything kind of fits except for sailors so I'm gonna give it a little bit of thought the cloak of invisibility I'm gonna say we got lucky one day and I stole that shit right out of there and I, uh, I pranked the whole crew all the damn time. The horn of Valhalla that sounded cool. I just now realized that I'm like oh I can s- hopefully if somebody has martial expertise I can give it to somebody.
0: Well you have to attune to that so that wouldn't work Well fuck me Jesus fucking Christ, Gone a piece of fucking cracker. All right.
3: Okay, well, then. I got, I got the sailor part down, so it's fine. All right. I'm good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and we will see you in the one shot. And last but not least, we have our final player in this chaotic one shot, the one and only Mal.
4: Hello.
0: I am Mal. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) That is fair. Mao has been a friend of mine for a couple years now? Yeah. And I have now roped her in on the chaos that is this podcast. Basically, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. How excited are you for tonight? I mean, I am about as excited
4: as a dog that just ate an entire bag of dog food, and is now about to throw up on the side of the road. That is me right now.
0: (laughs) That's fair. Well, please don't throw up on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'll try not to.
0: (laughs) Good. In the meantime, let's get to making your character, shall we? Oh dear. Okay. For the fun that Tyler and all of his chaotic glory has caused, you're playing a level 19 character.
4: Great. Excited.
0: And... How you all met is that you were all hired for the same job by different people and Tyler decided to elaborate and decided that that same job was that you were all hired for a noble's party in some capacity. Okay, he could have picked anything.
4: It could have been like an assassination attempt. We could have had like a whole evil campaign going on, but no, we're going to a party. Indeed.
0: Indeed. And for context for everyone else, I had them all playtest this for me before we started recording these. And when they did the playtest, it essentially turned out as an evil campaign. And now Mao is hooked on the idea of playing another evil campaign.
4: Yes, that was great. I've never played a character that just wanted to kill everything before. That was great. That was fun. I enjoyed it. I want to kill things again.
0: It was a very fun time, and just because everyone else's alignment is one way doesn't mean that yours has to be.
4: Ooh, I could be the one jerk in the group.
0: You can. This, this is all improv. It, it is up to you what you play, ma'am. Speaking of, we will now move to the rolling portion of this fun time. But let's move on to rolling up your character, shall we? Okie doke. Alrighty, so roll me a d31 to decide your race, please. 18. You are a white dragonborn. Ooh, okay. Everyone's evenly split. This is great. (laughs) Alright, so roll me a d73 for your class. 47. You are a wild magic sorcerer.
4: Oh dear. Wild magic. This is gonna be great.
0: It is going to be great. Choosing all your spells is not going to be, but... (laughs) Then roll me a d25 for your background. A two. You are a charlatan.
4: Okay.
0: Sorcerers have a very specific list of proficiencies, so give me a second to get that up here. Roll me a d5 for your weapon of choice. A one. Your weapon of choice is a dagger. Okay. Stab make stab stab. Stab and McStab, Stab indeed. And now, last but not least, we get to what has been the fun part all evening. Oh dear god. Which has been the magic items, because because you're super high level, I am giving everyone a legendary magic item. Okay. Now, if, if this is something that won't fit for the type of character that you've made, obviously you can re-roll it. But the second roll that you make is what you keep regardless of whether it works or not. So just be aware. But roll me a d51 for your magic item.
4: Let's see. 41.
0: Well, this is going to ruin any of your plans, I think, for an evil character. No. Because you got the talisman of pure good. No. absolutely. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, no. Which does require attunement from a creature of good alignment. But to describe it, This talisman is a mighty symbol of goodness. A creature that is neither good nor evil in alignment takes 66 radiant damage upon touching the talisman. An evil creature takes 86 radiant damage upon touching the talisman. Dear God. Either sort of creature takes the damage again each time it ends its turn holding or carrying the talisman.
4: I feel like that's the equivalent of me going to church. I feel like I would take 86 radiant damage if I went to church.
0: That is completely fair. (laughs) If you are a good cleric or paladin, you can use the talisman as a holy symbol and you gain a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls while you wear or hold it. The talisman has seven charges. If you are wearing or holding it, you can use an action to expend one charge from it and choose one creature you can see on the ground within 120 feet of you. If the target is of evil alignment, a flaming fissure opens under it. The target must succeed on a DC 20 dex saving throw or fall into the fissure and be destroyed, leaving no remains. The fissure then closes, leaving no trace of its existence. When you expend the last charge, the talisman disperses into motes of golden light and is destroyed. Okay. I may ask that you reroll this one. Okay. Because... As cool as that is, that essentially gives you an automatic. That's a very high saving throw. And that basically gives you an automatic win on the fight. And as much as I want you to have a cool item, I don't want you to have an automatic, like, oh, fight's over now.
4: You mean you don't want me to have something that's the equivalent of a toddler eating a really good, yummy snack, like a piece of chocolate? Because it sounds like the fissure is my toddler's mouth.
0: Basically. <laughs>
4: Okay, how will you roll? It was a B fifty one,
0: right? <laughs> yes. Do me the favor of not having to deal with that card in play. Okay, so I got a thirty five. Thirty five is a scarab of protection.
4: Nothing wants me to be evil. Well, actually, no. Hold on. Let's. I'll. I'll make my decision after here. What does it say?
0: The Scarab of Protection. If you hold this beetle-shaped medallion in your hand for one round, an inscription appears on its surface revealing its magical nature. It provides two benefits while it is on your person. You have advantage on saving throws against spells. Two, the Scarab has 12 charges. If you fail a saving throw against a necromancy spell or a harmful effect originating from an undead creature, you can use your reaction to expend one charge and turn the failed save into a successful one. The scarab crumbles into powder and is destroyed when the last charge is expended.
4: Well, I guess I have to take it right because of the, the second roll.
0: Okay, so because I asked you to re-roll, I will give you one last re-roll.
4: Okay, let's see. Want something that makes me a jerk? Let me be a jerk?
0: But you have to take this one if you reroll it.
4: Oh no. Okay, what is a 20?
0: An iron flask.
4: <laughs> okay. Hang on. <laughs> what? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> is this one even worse?
0: Well, you're stuck with it, so I guess... I know. Let's, let's see. This has a longer description. Oh dear this iron bottle has a brass stopper you can use an action to speak the flasks command word targeting a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you if the target is native to a plane of existence other than the one you're on the target must succeed on a dc 17 wisdom saving throw or be trapped in the flask if the target has been trapped by the flask before it has advantage on the saving throw Once trapped, a creature remains in the flask until released. The flask can hold only one creature at a time. A creature trapped in the flask doesn't need to breathe, eat or drink, and doesn't age. You can use an action to remove the flask's stopper and release the creature the flask contains. The creature is friendly to you and your companions for one hour and obeys your commands for that duration. If you give no commands or you give it a command that is likely to result in its death it defends itself but otherwise takes no actions at the end of the duration the creature acts in accordance with its normal disposition and alignment an identify spell reveals that a creature is inside the flask but the only way to determine the type of creature is to open the flask a newly discovered bottle might already contain a creature chosen by the dm or determined randomly
4: well this has potential
0: So I'm going to say that for all intents and purposes for this, there is already a creature inside the flask. Darn. So that, again, avoiding the previous problem of you have a easy out here. But give me a second, because now I need to roll for what type of creature is trapped inside this flask.
4: I was just going to try and snatch somebody. Put them in my flask. Jiggle it around.
0: My flask don't jiggle jiggle. It folds.
4: (laughs) Get out you're done (laughs) oh oh what's coming inside my hot pocket ma'am
0: you'll have to find out ma'am
4: darn you're just gonna hand me a mystery hot pocket and i don't even know what's in it indeed (sighs) you know what i'm gonna do um it's gonna be like well i don't know if it's trademarked so i'll avoid it but you know those red and white balls that uh contain creatures I'm just gonna open up this flask and point it at somebody and just release this random creature on some unsuspecting soul.
0: You can reference Pokemon, ma'am.
4: I'm I'm just gonna call it a blokeyball.
0: Ball. Fair enough. You will find out if you open the bottle and release the creature. That's all I'm gonna say.
4: <laughs> you do realize I'm gonna probably gonna try to do that the first moment I get right. I'm going to unleash my Blokey Ball. Can I
0: name it Blokey Ball? You can indeed name it a blowkeyball if you would like. I'm going to name it a blow key ball. Fantastic. So, now that I've given you the tools of your chaos, what ideas are running through your head thus far?
4: I mean, I basically have this mysterious creature <clears throat> in my thing, and I'm a charlatan background character. <laughs> so... I think I'm pretty much set up to be a troll at this point. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna troll everybody, I'm gonna have so much fun.
0: This is probably my fifth time saying this tonight, but what have I done?
4: Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm, good. Oh, I'm just gonna live to make everybody's life miserable.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> I cannot wait. I have heard way too many evil laughs from everyone tonight about how their characters are going to get made, but this is great. This is great. I'm going to go prepare our one-shot now, but I will see you in a moment. Okay. Peace out, Girl Scout. Alrighty, friends. And now it is just me once again, your humble dungeon master, who is completely unaware of the chaos that she is getting into because I don't know if I've mentioned this to any of you before the highest level anything that I've run has been level 10 and the level 10 one shot that I ran was a disaster because I didn't know how to balance encounters I still don't so we're just gonna take this by ear and If I fuck things up, I'm sorry, but you can enjoy listening to the chaos and despair that comes with me as a DM, not knowing what I'm doing and fucking it up anyway. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and go to my tables and roll up where this particular session is taking place. 27. Oh no. (laughs) The one shot is taking place. In a sentient forest. Now I'm just picturing the talking trees from Wizard of Oz that throw apples at Dorothy. And now I'm, I'm very tempted to include a scene like that, but I may just include scenes of the trees trash-talking the party because that will also be hilarious. Anyway, let's figure out what fun NPC we're going to use for this one shot. And since I have a d20, I can roll that d20. That's a 13. A wanted thief. Okay. This is this is coming together pretty well. A wanted thief disappears into the sentient forest outside of the town and they're sent to go chase him. Pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward. Now, the only thing is is that wanted thief was only disguised as a person it is actually going to be whatever monster I roll up on this table so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and roll on the cr21 plus table because as much as I want to stick to something that's well actually if I roll on the cr19 to 20 there's only five things my only thing with keeping it cr19 or 20 would be that Basically everything I ended up giving the party. Jeremy's character has a ring of genie summoning, which means that he can summon something to come help him. Ironically enough, Mao's iron flask also has a genie in it. It has a Dao, which is the type of genie that comes from the elemental plane of Earth. So we have two genies able to be summoned as friendly beings to help them out. So it appears that they'll have a little extra help anyways. For this reason, I think I'm rolling on the, the 21 plus table. I'm rolling a d14. That's an eight. And I got an ancient gold dragon, which is interesting because metallic dragons are usually good aligned. So let me take a look here. Yes, they are lawful good. Now, see, this is going to be the fun thing, because I've also, because I've never run anything over 10th level, I've also never used things like legendary actions. Yeah, I feel stupid admitting that I'm a DM who's never used legendary actions before, but this is fun, because now I have an excuse to play something that does take the legendary actions. So, taking a look here, it's got two breath weapons. Oh boy, the biggest thing that's gonna be an issue here is figuring out why a gold dragon became a want thief. I think I have an idea because even so for this I'm gonna go ahead and see I'm gonna ask them really quick if they're all good aligned I don't want them to be thrown up against this kind of character so I might re-roll what they're going up against here. I might have an idea for all of this I would say that they likely didn't mean to become a wanted thief, they were simply taking back what was theirs, as at some point in the past, someone stole from their hoard and it ended up in the town's museum, something like that. That's probably what I'm gonna go with. No, you know what? Fuck it. So I'm gonna say that they stole a magical jewel. Oh, I guess that works out, because somebody just said they're playing chaotic evil. I have my ideas now. And that perfectly works out because nobody is playing a good aligned character as I expected. Everyone wants to be chaotic as shit, which is exactly why this group's one-shot is going to be really fun. Speaking of, I think that's a great place for us to end it for this evening. Thank you all so much for listening to our shenanigans. If you want more of us, you can find us all around social media with our podcast network, Tabletop Tail spinners Network. We also have a network Discord server where you can get updated on when the next episode goes live, right when it goes live. Chat with other listeners and let us know what you think of the show. Just visit the link tree in the description. We look forward to seeing you around the community and right here on this podcast feed for our next set of shenanigans with our one-shot episode. Thank you all again, and we will see you next time. Bye!